Yes. It is another episode of the Shared Interest Podcast. I host this show. And let me tell you, I've been thinking about ways that I can improve the quality of the show that I host. I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's probably why I started my own podcast. And one thing that I notice is the guys in the big leagues, you know, the heavy hitters, they all have voiceover guys that they use to intro their show, set up their segments. And that's when you know that you've really gone next level. And I want to get a little bit closer to that. So I just want to say hello and welcome to the Shared Interest Podcast, coming to you live on the Athletic Podcast Network. And everything you hear on the Athletic Podcast Network is brought to you by the microphone. So let's get over to the studio now. And every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so many weeks in a year, our studio is sponsored. Go buy shit now! Buy shit! Buy it! Buy it! Uh, he didn't really get around to saying that episode number five is about San Diego, California, or that my good friend Eli will be joining me to discuss all things San Diego. So buckle up for a great episode number five of the Shared Interest Podcast as we dive into San Diego. San Diego is renowned for its laid-back approach to life, its devoted surf culture, and its world-famous attractions. Pretty much, aside from uh, going skiing, you can do anything in San Diego. With more than 70 miles of coastline, the nation's most enviable climate, and more than 24 parks, San Diego is a city where life is lived outdoors and pleasure is a serious pursuit. Thanks, video guy. That was really well said. I think for most people, the first thing that comes to mind when they think of San Diego is that ocean outdoor recreation lifestyle. And it's such a cool vibe because people are generally laid back. There's a lot of zen, a lot of tranquility. But San Diego is also a world-class city. I used my friend Google to go take a look at the list of largest California cities by population. To my surprise, San Diego actually ranked number two with almost 1.4 million people. The uniqueness of San Diego probably is that combination of major metropolitan area, big city, coupled with the chill vibe of the beach town. It's not very common to see those things come together, and that's probably why San Diego is so popular as a place to visit and a place to live. Balboa Park is one of the city's most popular destinations, and for good reason. It covers 1,200 acres, features 15 museums, houses buildings from two world fairs, and has a renowned zoo that is home to more than 4,000 rare and endangered animals. Now, as I mentioned in the intro, my friend and longtime San Diego resident will be joining the Shared Interest podcast. One of the things I intend to ask is how popular is that zoo? The Hotel del Coronado is a national historic landmark. With its iconic red turrets, the Dell has long held a reputation as one of America's most beautiful beach resorts. I heard that shit is haunted. Zoinks! The historic heart of the city and its nightlife scene. It was once the rough and tumble home of saloons and brothels. In 1985, Croce's Restaurant, owned by the widow of music legend Jim Croce, opened in the bottom floor of the 19th century Keating Building and helped spark the arena's revival. 
Whoa, hold up. Take me back to that Jim Croce thing. I didn't realize that Jim Croce was instrumental in the revival of downtown San Diego. It's amazing. Pine trees lining the yeah. San Diego. San Diego. It's San Diego. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad. I've got a name. You've got a name and an early grave. I got it. Hopefully that was a useful introduction to the great city of San Diego. Now, ready to join me as someone who's actually in San Diego. There's no substitute for that type of expertise. So let's bring him on. Joining me now on the Shared Interest Podcast to discuss San Diego is my friend, Eli. Eli, what's happening? Not much, buddy. How are you feeling up there? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. This show is about San Diego. Yeah, I've been here for 17 years. I've seen it all, the ups and the downs. Where I was going to start, and I wanted to talk about San Diego Anchorman. So let's go ahead and get it out of the way. Whale's vagina. Have, have we heard enough of it? <laughs> where, where are you uh, on Whale's vagina? I mean, it is a classic line. You know, on my Twitter account, that's actually where I put my uh, location is Will's Vagina. Yeah, it is beaten to death, but hey, Will Ferrell is one of the uh, one of the funniest men in our lifetime or in our generation, I should say. So I uh, I, I can respect the Will's Vagina joke. But you know, another another uh, little bit of trivia from that movie. Um, I'm not sure if you recall the scene where it's the downfall of Ron Burgundy and he's walking around the street with a beard and he's drinking milk and he says milk was a bad choice. Yes, that whole scene yes. where he 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 walks into that bar that that bar that's called Rockies. Uh, the that guy Danny Trejo is behind the bar. You know that Mexican with the huge tattoo on his chest. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, so he is machete. He was machete. Is in like a couple of uh, Tarantino movies. For sure. Dust of Dawn, one of my favorites. Yeah, exactly. That bar, it's a staple here in San Diego. It's in Pacific Beach and it's so tiny and there's like two windows that are really small. So it's kind of like a hole in the wall dark bar, but it is known for the best cheeseburgers. Every time I have a friend come into town, I take them there. It's a cash only bar. It's beer, wine and burgers and fries. That's it. It's just a cool little place to go, but you have to know the schedule. If you ever come down to San Diego, people, do not go there during the peak hours. It's really small, and there's a couple big tables, like eight-person tables, and people end up sharing the tables between like two or three different groups. And there's a bar, but other than that, you're standing. So that's my advice to you, uh, you visitors. If you ever make your way down here, you definitely want to hit up the Rockies, but don't go during peak hours. In my mind, as a tourist, there's four distinct areas going from north to south. So the really nice plush area by Torrey Pines Golf Course, La Jolla, and the Cove. And then it gets a little gritty as you come down into Mission Bay. And then if you cross over the little inlet, then you get into Ocean Beach. Or if you go over the bridge onto Coronado, you can have the Coronado Beach. And then my favorite of all is on the Pacific Ocean side of Coronado Island is the Silver Strand. So in my mind, it's La Jolla, Mission Beach, Ocean Beach, Silver Strand. So talk to me about the beaches. Yeah, okay, I can do that. Um, PB, Pacific Beach, is what you would consider part of uh, the Mission Bay there. They got the sail bay on one side. Um, where all sailboats are. The other side is where all like the motorboats go. Um, and that's the gritty area that got the liquor license pulled because everyone's getting blackout yeah, drunk. It, yeah. I, I went with gritty. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, let's just put it this way, right? That's where a lot of the younger, where people don't have the higher incomes, and but they want to be by the water. 
it's all Mission Bay and, and, and uh, Ocean Beach. Um, the way I looked at it is the further south you go from La Jolla, the dirtier the beaches get. And there's more bums walking around. Don't get me wrong. It is still beautiful. It's right. just that's where the lower income people live if they, you know, if they still want to be by the water. But the deal with that is there's no privacy. There's people all over you. They, they just kept right. building up. So there's a lot of condos, townhouses, and apartment buildings just all over you. I mean, you, you have no privacy. Your neighbors can see right into your window. They can see if you have a tiny little patio, they can, they're looking down on it. You have no privacy back there. So um, for me, I mean, as we're getting older, I, you know, I value things differently and I need privacy now. I think that's fair. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. PV has its purpose. If you're in college or if you're, you know, just out of college and you're still going to the bars frequently, Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, Mission Bay, that, that spot's real good. How about a secret spot that might be more secluded for people who aren't trying to throw down in the beach party scene? You, any tips on secret locations that won't be secret. Well, actually, they still. I don't have enough listeners where anything you say is really going to get out. So <laughs> no, feel no, free to can, really dive can, deep into the local. Hey, if they're if they're listening to us, they they definitely deserve these tips. Exactly correct. So here here's my little tip to you: Sunset Cliffs in Ocean Beach. It's right towards the end of Point Loma, between Ocean Beach and where Point Loma's tip comes out there near Coronado. Sunset Cliffs is just some epic cliffs. If you go on Google and you just type in Sunset Cliffs San Diego, you'll see it's kind of a drop down. Like, for instance, one place, the place that we always go, it's kind of a hike going down the edge of the cliff. But some, at one spot, it gets really steep. And it's somebody decades ago put a, a giant rope there. So as you're walking down the face, it's kind of like you're propelling or rappelling, excuse me, you're rappelling down the face of the wall. Nice makes it tough for people to get down there it's rather you know it's rather private and though there's you know, it's illegal to do so people are popping beers down there all the time because cops don't go down there right because they're not going to take the american ninja challenge with the exactly. rope on the cliff so all right tip number one let's go to rockies and get a burger and then after we're full and we want to go down to the beach and head to sunset cliffs and take the rappelling rope that is two fucking dynamite tips right there yeah and they're like 15 minutes apart too because uh rockies is in crown point on ingram street and you take ingram into ocean beach well that's perfect because you don't go swimming after you eat so you got to build in that travel yeah. time to digest <laughs> i think at this point the public opinion on SeaWorld has really shifted and i mm. mean I, I kind of don't want to blame San Diego as a city for it, but I don't know what you fuckers were down there doing choke slamming flipper and beating up the whales <laughs> or whatever the hell was going on down there. But it seems as if the documentaries and the public, the court of public opinion is now rendering a much different verdict on how cool and how cute it is. My question is San Diego also has a world famous zoo. So where are we out on zoos? Are zoos animal torture and abuse the way SeaWorld is? I think that it's easier to shelf the moral objections to the zoo and go and have a good time watching the, the land animals. Sure. When guests come and visit, do you get a lot of push to say, hey, let's go to the zoo. I want to go spend a day looking at the animals at the world-famous San Diego Zoo. How does the zoo rank? Um, well, it's funny you should say that. My, my, my good buddy had his parents in town last weekend, and they went to the zoo. Um, I think it was one of the things that his mom wanted to do or they haven't done every time she comes out. Um, and so I, I bet you if she wanted to go to SeaWorld, they probably would have more of a, an issue with it, but they wanted to go to the zoo. Um, 
And one thing about the zoo, actually, I want to sneak this in. Beers are expensive. It's like 10 bucks for a Bud Light. But here's the thing, though. I mean, at least you can drink beer and walk around the zoo. It, it could be a lot worse. I don't know what SeaWorld's like. Honestly, I went to SeaWorld once, and it was in 01. And we went in on a, on a shopper's pass. You can, like, basically, they let you come in, come into the, to the uh, premises to purchase souvenirs and whatnot. So you pay your ticket price to get in. And as long as you get out in 45 minutes, they refund you that. So I went in there with my sister, and we just went and, like, look at some real quick and then took off. We didn't buy anything. But anyway, so um, I got off track. Uh, back to the zoo. Uh, yeah, people come in and sometimes want to do it. Nobody ever says, let's go to SeaWorld. So if it's one or the other, it will be, let's go to the zoo. Gotcha. Um, but, again, it's larger. And also they have the, the whole wilderness thing now, like a safari. And that's pretty cool. Like, you can take you through a park where it's all wild animals, and they just have, like, a big oak. They're not enclosed, really. So I do want to transition to talking about the airport and the bridges of San Diego. So as someone who has flown okay. in and out of San Diego, I find it to be um, among the most terrifying airports of any that I've been in uh, across the world, or especially, you know, if we're taking the smaller set of just U.S. airports, it's impossible for me to find a place that's more terrifying to land than Lindbergh. When you come in through the downtown buildings and it always feels like the plane is bouncing around any horror stories from you on landing at the airport? Yeah, so I agree with you because you're coming in over the sit like over land, right? So you don't even see that you're about to get to the airport because you come over a hill and it's Balboa Park where all those museums are, and then you're you, you all of a sudden start seeing like houses and you're like you feel like you're on top of those houses. Then you cross the five and you're like, holy crap, I'm going to land on the five, the, the freeway, <laughs> and rough. and then uh, then. And then as you're getting closer and you start pulling down the land, I, I don't know. I'm not an aviator by any means. I, I'm assuming because, you know, the, the bay's right there between downtown and Coronado, and then the water's coming in off of Ocean Beach. So I feel like it's probably a lot of wind just circulating right there, like, as you're approaching the runway. And that's probably why it gets a little tipsy. I have had a couple of times where I was nervous and took a deep breath, but never anything remotely close to an accident. Fair enough. So I don't know why I got to bring up bad times, but one of the most famous aviation disasters in U.S. history happened at San Diego when a plane landing there, a Pacific Southwest, the airline that existed prior to Southwest. It was a commercial carrier and it was landing in San Diego and it overtook a small like Cessna ended up smashing the Cessna in the wing and crashed into a neighborhood and killed people on the ground. It was, it was really oh. tragic. So I'm not sure if you've ever heard that story. It was from, I want to say I 1978. So look for Pacific Southwest air disaster, 1978. And there's a famous picture that somebody from the ground got. So there's my okay. uh, incredibly morbid, tale of airline disaster <laughs> i'm very comfortable with it i won't lie i i definitely have studied air disaster i'm a huge aviation nerd to begin with gotcha so if you're lucky enough to live through landing in san diego one of the things you often do is then take a car and go over the most horrifying bridge on the planet which is the coronado bridge it has a guardrail i don't know it, it's at least a foot foot and a half tall and you're, what, five million feet up over the bay, 
and it feels like your car could just either blow off or drive off the side of the bridge and no one would even notice. It, it wouldn't even leave a mark because the wall is so low. What the fuck mm. is San Diego doing with that bridge? I don't know, man. I, I've been on boats going under it and I've tried to figure out how they even like came up with the conceptual design because those those pillars have to be so, so deep. I've seen pictures of, you know, before it's built and as they were building, I want to see like how they pieced it together. But it curves it, right in the middle too. Yeah. And it, it's just, oh, if, if anyone here has not been on the Coronado Bridge, good for you. Don't do it. So <laughs> I jumped in, but I, I haven't seen it from the water. But I imagine looking up at it, it is, I mean, I'm exaggerating for effect, but it's a tall ass bridge, man. It's much higher up over the water than the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> I guess not to be morbid again, but they, uh, a lot of people jump off that bridge and die on impact. That is high enough where the water feels like it's cement when you're when you're jumping. So I don't know what that means to you guys, but uh, it is extremely high. The wall is really uh, really short. When I go over and like once it opens up after you go first like the first hundred hundred fifty feet, you realize like how much further you have to go. I get a little wobbly, like looking over the side of the building where you're like, Absolutely. oh, and I get a little bit of vertigo. Yeah. I, I get wobbly. I don't like. I don't like doing it at all. When I was a kid, you remember the uh, going to the Cape? I forget the name of the bridge, but going to Cape Cod. There's that bridge you have to go over. Yeah, either the Bourne Bridge or the Sagamore. There's twin bridges that go the over. Sagamore. I was just talking to a good fella named Scott about um, that. I was joking around saying I'm Team Sagamore. Team Sagamore here, baby. I saw that you, you tweeted it out yesterday or this weekend. I saw that. <laughs> I was. We were. We were talking about the uh, the Cape Cod bridges. So that's kind of Sagamore. <laughs> I'm really happy to round that segment out with air disaster and the fact that the Coronado Bridge is a suicide magnet. To finish here on the San Diego Shared Interest Podcast, Rockies is a hell of a place to get a burger and a beer. Sunset Cliffs is where we want to chill for a secluded beach area. PB, Pacific Beach, is where we want to go to get rowdy. Going to the zoo is morally okay. Going to SeaWorld's morally objectionable, and you're an asshole if you do it. My friend, you have delivered a home run podcast, so let me give you the hey, floor for final thoughts. If you guys are bringing your pets or your friends have pets and you come to visit, there is an outstanding dog beach. It is, uh, I think it's technically called Del Mar, but it's on the border of Del Mar and Solana Beach. Del Mar is just north, just north of La Jolla, and it is amazing. I go there once a week with my dog. And the only bummer is during the summer, which is probably when you guys will be showing up here, you have an on-leash rule between like June 18th gotcha. and September 20th. But when there's a spot where you can walk around to the north side and walk towards Solana Beach, you just keep going. And just like Sunset Cliffs, the whole thing's just a cliff. You're on the beach, you just keep walking north and we, let, we go up there and we let the dogs run around in the water and let them off-leash. And it, it, it's literally my favorite beach just because, you know, I get to go there with my dog. It's hard to capture a great city in just 20 minutes or so, but I think you've done it. Hey, I appreciate you having me, Tom. I'm glad you're keeping this thing going, but you know, I'm here whenever you want to another call. All right, sounds good. Well, that's a wrap. Shared Interest Podcast number five has come to an end. What a great look at San Diego we just had. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as we did. We'll see you around.